This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, 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 Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 105. My name's Turner Sparks. My name is Michael Kaplan, and this is my final podcast. Wow, you can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at K-A-P, Cap in America. We're also on Instagram. Where do they find us there? I mean, they, they found us at Lost in America pod. They fi- found me at Cap in America. But that's it. It's over. I can't. Why? Afford to do What's this going thing. on? I can't afford this podcasting career. I'm not making any money. I'm done. Oh, good news! What? I got paid by Stand Up. We got paid by Stand Up New York. We're back. We got- I went up there. Yeah, they gave me the money. You shook them down. I shook them down, and we got 240 bucks. So we're back in business, baby. 240 bucks each. Two. No total. <laughs> what do you think? We're made of money. All right, that'll get me through a few more weeks. That'll I, get you through. Rent in Queens is that much. One thing to say. This is, and we haven't gotten to this yet because we recorded a little out of order. But the reason why we didn't have a pod two weeks ago mm. is because I got stuck in the rain. Uh, I was waiting. I was supposed to go on the show at New York Comedy Club. Jim Gaffigan showed up. Fucking Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. He did a half an hour. It was very funny. Okay. But he did a half an hour, and then that pushed everyone back a half an hour. During that pushback, started pouring outside. I went outside to go home later. Couldn't get a taxi. Had my computer in my backpack. Rain came through my backpack. Kill my computer. Oh my god, it's a real sliding door scenario. Jim Gaffigan ruined your computer. Gaffigan ruined my he computer. Changed, he altered the course of podcast history. He did. We lost our we we had our we lost a week. We lost a week. We bro- our streak was broken because all of the editing uh material it, it's inside the program's inside the computer. So now I had to get I just got a new computer. I can't even totally work it yet. I have one mm. last cord because Apple changes everything every two weeks. So <laughs> I get a new cord to plug in. So I, I'm still not back yet, but I say all that to say that. The 240 bucks I have, but I don't know. I haven't done that. I haven't crunched the numbers I yet. I say they're in the bag. They got all wet. They no, no, no. We have it, <laughs> but I haven't crunched numbers on our expenses, on our income. Oh, so wait, I'm going to get that. Saying, I'm going to not get that money. You will oh, get your money God. by next by next episode. You will have your money. All right. Probably before then. All right. So then that's no, exciting. That's exciting. I'm back. So the show is back. Speaking of shows, Kaplan, tonight yeah. I will be. At uh, Kung Fu Comedy Show and New York Comedy Club. Come to that at 7 p.m. But more importantly, if you can't come to that, who cares? Skip that. Yeah. Come to see me next Monday. 
uh, uh, let's see, October 22nd, I am auditioning at Eastville Comedy Club. Do you know what audition? What does that mean? Audition. Yeah, it, so it's like they want you, they're like, ooh, you're good, we want you to perform here, but right. first you got to audition, and then the manager sits in the back and watches you. But they you also like bring room. some, what? It's like how you play to his room, basically? It's how you play to his room, but also they give me a bunch of free tickets to oh. give out to people if you want to come. It's like, get your friends to come support you mm. so that people find out about their club so that they might come see you in the future. It's right down the street from my apartment, so if I get to perform there, I'm going to be huge. going there all the time. I'll, yeah, it's huge for me. Yeah, uh, I'll get better it's, at comedy. It's a, it's a better, it's a closer walk, so if you get stuck in the rain, less likely to ruin the next laptop. It's the only <laughs> walk. It's the only club. Uh, Eastville Comedy oh, Club. It's, it's in Brooklyn now. If you want to come to that show, email them reservation, no S, reservation at eastfieldcomedy.com. Say Turner Spar- I want to see Turner Sparks on October 22nd, 8 p.m. And you'll come to the show. Come hang out with us. Yeah. I'm going to be there, Cap. You're I'm going to come. There. It's after Teddy's soccer practice, but I'm going to get the wife to watch him because you don't want him at the show. He's going to heckle you. Oh, yeah. That'll, he'll ruin my <laughs> he'll audition. Ruin <laughs> yeah, he's going to be there. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Jimmy Brodus from the old pot from oh, the pot the uh, from the yeah, pot a long time ago. Past guest, he's gonna come. It's gonna be a fantastic time. And that's I think that's all of my uh, that's all my plugs. Unless you got anything, what are uh, we talking about? What are we doing this week? Who do we got on the pot? We didn't even get to it. Oh, we, Sean Finnerty yes. is on the podcast. Now that's established, we still have a podcast. We have a podcast. We have a guest. Sean Finnerty is, is an Irish comedian. Yes. Not a like a hey, I'm Irish because I have a tattoo, but I'm really from Boston. <laughs> this guy is Irish. from Ireland. Not a Red Sox fan. Not a Red Sox fan. Lives in the United States of America. Started his comedy career in Florida. Makes no sense to me. We're gonna find Central out about that. Florida. All right. As an Irishman, he's gonna tell us what it's like to <laughs> an be an Irishman in Florida. An Irishman like in a musical in America. In this climate, you gotta. Yes. Say, I don't know why it's you gotta very say tough. that. You say that. It's like the other way of problematic. You say yes. this climate, this current big, climate, this climate. It's very hard to be an immigrant. That means no matter how good your life's going, life sucks. Yeah, because the news, because the climate. I mean, if he gets to call himself an immigrant, we'll have to ask him this because that's like when you say you're African American, you're born in like you're white South African. Like calling yourself an immigrant when oh. you're from Ireland in this climate. I, in this really in, our, in our current climate, I think it's okay. I think we'll Kaplan. I figured out current climate when you is when you want to complain about something, but you're like a successful person that has really nothing to complain about. Yeah, but you're you just well. want people to feel bad for you. Well, you want to complain about the politics of the. So moment. you talk about you're the current climate. I'm sorry, I just couldn't make it to the office today. This current <laughs> climate is getting to me. You're not talking about the actual weather outside. Exactly. No, <laughs> it's raining. It's cl- but I current climate be. ruins your laptop. It ruined my laptop, <laughs> and I got a cold, which I'm still. I'm going to be coughing through this episode. I know two two weeks ago, I still have well, a I'm cold. I'm going to get you a waterproof laptop back based for, off for the Hanukkah. Current climate. I'm make a note. Thank you very much. Amazon. I'm get everybody. it on Amazon. There is a segue. get it on Amazon, guys. We're kicking ass on Amazon recently. Pardon my French. Yeah, but uh, you go. What you do is you want to support the podcast. You got to come to see me at the audition in Eastville. But if you can't do that, if you're in another state or country, go to Amazon. No, go to LostInAmericaPod.com. Bookmark that. So you got it. Click through the Amazon, the Audrey Murray book in the top right hand corner. That'll take you back to Amazon. Do your regular shopping. Yeah, and I tell you, I went to the Amazon store in New York City. You know, there's an Amazon store, a real store. Did you a click real through? store. I did the thing where I went in there, I looked at stuff, I asked the people customer the people questions, and then I said, I'm gonna buy it online and left. There so you make go. Make Amazon feel what the mom and pop stores are feeling. But guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go home. Little do they know, I'm gonna buy it on Amazon. Yes. I'm gonna go because I want the link. There's no link in the store. So don't buy things at this store. We gotta get a link in the store. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on that next week. All right, next week. Cap, should we get to Lost in America? Play the music. Play the music. 
back. Kaplan, you are lost in America this week. What's going on? The Kaplan family's lost in America. Um, I'm going to start off by saying, you know, I don't... I don't the talk, whole family. The whole family, yes. I, well, two, two members of the family. Okay. <laughs> I don't talk much about the big perks I get of being big Hollywood man. You know, which you are, and you yeah, know what? I'm, Our listeners uh, want—they demand that you yeah. do. So I'm gonna, everyone asks me, "What does he do?" But what does he do for Robert De Niro? I don't well, get it. Well, what is he, is, and I said he doesn't like to talk about. Yeah. It. Well, this isn't about Robert De Niro, but it's about you know I'm a big member of the movie industry. So I you're was, a big wig. A few years ago, I was at a hotel, I was in an elevator, and who walks in? My old friend Bradley Cooper. Oh, you know, name worked, drop alert! We worked together in Silver Lang's Playbook and other movies. He knows. Me I well. thought I was big yeah. name dropping Jim Gaffigan. Nah, nah, nah. And he's carrying the biggest bottle. I'll post this bottle of vodka because it comes back later. The biggest bottle of vodka you've ever seen. And you are it's legitimately like, you know him, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he recognized me. Yes, we know. Yeah. We we work together. So he sees <laughs> me. I say hi. What's going he's on? He's a real How's prankster the on the set. We, we talk Eagles. He's a big Eagles fan. Hey, where's this in L.A.? This is in New York City in the in an elevator at the. I won't say the location. And he, and then he says, do you drink? And of course, do you drink vodka? And I say, of course I drink vodka. So you say, do you listen to the pod? Of course I do. <laughs> is, How do you think I is, saved the podcast? So he hands me, this is pre-podcast. This is him pulling a Jim Gaffigan, changing the life, changing my whole life. Okay. He hands me this bottle of vodka. I says, here, because he doesn't drink. Really? Somebody had gifted to him, not knowing. You do your, you do your research on people when you start handing out gifts if they don't drink. You know, it's common when you're famous people. Oh, okay. Like, so anyway. Flash forward a few years, it's a big when you don't when you're not single and partying a lot, you do, it's really long hard. You don't drink vodka very often. You know, yes. it's like a party drink. You don't like sit around sipping vodka. Sure. Night. So anyway, I put it on top of a fridge for a special occasion. Barely ever touched it. I think I've opened it once, a few years. Anyway, flash forward, I get a text from my nanny that's kind of like a something like a bottle fell uh on Ruby's head. Uh it bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, First, is this recently? This is let's last. Yes, this is last week. Oh, so this no. is last week. I get this text. It's I'm a, Bradley Cooper's bottle. And I'm of literally vodka? walking into the gym, and it's like in Seinfeld, where like Elaine's like about to get to that thing, and she's like, "Bite the Juji fruits." I'm like, "Oh, I gotta rush home. You can't like go finish my workout." Like I'm in the gym. Yeah. But anyway, so so Bradley Cooper's bottle of vodka had fallen off the fridge and landed on my little Ruby four year old's head. Oh no! And. My first thought is, why is the nanny texting this? This seems like a phone call. That's this a seems phone worthy call. of a phone call. That's a phone call culture. situation. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. In the current climate. Yeah. In the current climate. That's definitely a phone call. So I run home. Randy runs home. Sent to the same text. Um, and first things first, uh, Ruby's head. I mean, she might become a boxer because <laughs> she, <laughs> she knows how to take a punch. She took a punch. I mean, she, <laughs> she was like fine when I got home. She wasn't even crying anymore. She had been done crying. She's her head's bleeding. The oh. bottle didn't break. I do not know these bottles. Ow! I feel like that hurts even more. Yeah, it somehow hit, which is better because no glass. But she's got blood, so we go to the we go to the Ow. ER. And um, I'll, I'll I won't go into the whole ER thing. We've had a few other times. I'll have to talk about other. Episodes. Oh, the ER is the worst place in America. Well, so this is one thing that's a trend that's happened around the time this podcast started. I don't know if this is American or just New York. I don't know if it's to do with the healthcare. I don't know what it's to do with. But there's all these like pop up ERs all over the place, like urgent cares. Yeah. No, I, that's been around. I went to those growing up oh, in California. Well, I just feel like there's a lot more of them, at least in New York City, and they're great. It's yes. like going to a doctor's office that doesn't make you wait. And it's like sitting first class. Yeah, it's like first on an class, airplane. and you pay like the seventy-five dollar copay or whatever instead of a thirty. I don't know. Yeah, they're fantastic. That was the highlight of the night. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so that's what I was going to get to is that I have more to the story because we walk out of the ER after they stitch Ruby up. I do my. I, I do have a valuable role of like enforcer because like these kids, they don't want to be. You know, that's like, I got to be the bad cop at the doctor with the kids. I got to hold them down. They don't want to. Oh, you mean because she has to get stitches. Stitches, yeah. She oh, yeah. Kids don't like but to do that. But she was very good. Much better than, 
Teddy Kaplan. Does that hurt, or do they give her a shot first to numb it? Were they, they shot in the head? That was the thing. They a shot in the head to numb it. You get a That's, shot in the head? Yeah. What part of your head? It's like it was like the top of the head. Topical. Was, like, top of the noggin. No pun intended. Yeah. Topical. So ouch. So she was very brave. I'll tell you, Teddy Kaplan, a flu shot. He had like it takes like a team of doctors. Like they send in like the the straight jackets to get him to get a flu shot. So Jeez. she's much tougher. But anyway, walk out and I look at the hours of the ER and I'm like, oh, close at eight. That's why it was closed. That makes sense. And I'm like, why did I like? It was like I had a thing. Like I just was here the other day and it was closed. And then I remembered. I had I had washed out of my head. But forty eight hours, a mere forty eight hours earlier. I was at the same gym where I got the call, the same CrossFit um, about my, I uh, got the text, sorry. And uh, I was going, you know, like those weight stacks? The, yeah. You put like a 10, 15 pound, 25 pound, and they just stack them yeah. all up. I've been lifting weights since I was in seventh grade. Okay. I've been putting weights away. And I don't know, I'm sitting there probably thinking about the podcast or in my, in my own world. I just, I somehow, and I don't know if this will translate on audio, but I somehow dropped the weight. And leaned in in a way where it landed on my crotch. Oh wow! And it, and by crotch I mean my dick. Bullseye. <laughs> Bullseye. And, and this is a group. How group, much weight? It was a twenty-five pounder. Ow. So it was not that much weight, luckily, but it's a lot. And it that's pit, a it, lot. Like, lands between two and and you know CrossFit is a group class activity, so you're with people. Everyone else putting weight, and it was like the most painful thing I've experienced in a long time. Did you walk it off? And I just like made a face. And I was like, holy, like, it felt like it was bleeding. Like, it felt like, like, so I was like, holy shit. Ow. If my dick is bleeding in public, this is like the end of me. I, I have to move. Yeah, I you got to move. back to this gym. Yeah. You know, like, Randy once, like, fainted at a nail salon. We'll never go back there. It was so humiliating. And so, like, I'm like, I'm done. I run to, like, I, like, limp to the bathroom. I look. I'm like, it's not bleeding. I just okay. have the, I, the craziest black of blue mark I've ever seen. And I'm like, Ow. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Birth control. I'm done. Oh, so no. Then, so then I limp. We need a trigger warning on this podcast. Yeah, sorry. Uh, well, <laughs> so then I walk. Anyway, just to finish up, I literally, like, hours later, I had not gone to the bathroom. And I was like, I'm going to go to the ER. I have to tell them I dropped the weight on my dick. Uh, this is going to be the end of me. But I was like, you know, I'll go to sleep. They're closed in the morning. Sleep it off. I slept it off. I was okay. <laughs> clear eyes the clear, next morning. Clear eyes the next morning, and so I was lost in America for two days, and then, but then it, once your kids, once my my long story point of this, once your kids had a bottle of vodka fall on their head, yes, you a feel like two things run through you, all of your injuries went away. I forgot totally about my problems, and b what a father you start getting worried about social services. You're like, because <laughs> you start thinking like, next time there's a crazy injury, we can't go to the same ER. Don't take my kid. Because then they're going to put this in the file. There's definitely a file there that says a bottle of vodka fell on this kid's head. Yes. Let's keep an and eye on it. And it doesn't help that it's alcohol. Right. A bottle of juice. Right. That's different. But now, a bottle, a bottle of vodka, now you're like, you got to be like, whatever. I like beer. I like beer. Deal with it. You're, you're getting Kavanaugh territory there. Yeah. Whatever, I'm a drinker, but one doesn't have to do with the other. And there's no way to sound more like an alcoholic right. than to adamantly defend that just because you drink, it doesn't cause right, right, a right. bottle of vodka falling on your kid's head. Because there's no bottle. There's nothing else that could be in a bottle. Like what you would have like a giant sparkling water. I could have said sparkling water, but that's not like when you go to the doctor and you lie about how much you drink, it doesn't help anybody. You're right. You gotta tell them how bad the bottle was. So like yeah. lying it was like a milk carton or a Yes. It, it was best as I moved everything on the fridge now to finish it up. I put like soft things on the top of the fridge. Good idea. And literally the next day our freezer was jammed. I was pulling and pulling, pulling, and a box of Pringles hit me in the head. Why <laughs> don't you get a new fridge? Or get a like you gotta get a guard, right? There's not a lot put of a, space in your city. Put a you need fence. To put, I need to put something up. All so, right. Well, we have hate mail. <laughs> oh, wow. Should we get to the mail? We'll have some more hate mail after that. This might be positive hate mail once again. We, it's not our fault that people like us. We do hate mail the way Trump does hate mail, I'm sure. The way uh, 
How's that? You pay positive mail. Yes. Uh, he's so popular. There's no hate mail. There's no hate. We have a hundred percent approval rating, like any good dictator of a third world country. Everyone votes for Play us. Play the dictator hate mail music. Play the music. Don't hate. All right, we're back. Love the music. By the way, I don't think we've ever mentioned the name of that band. That is Nerf Herder. Shout out. California punk rock band, I believe from Santa Barbara. I grew up listening to them. They're fantastic. Fantastic. That song's called Don't Hate Me. Don't Hate Me. Okay, the hate mail comes to us from Bill Dodson in Seattle. We just, every state in the union, I think, we've got a fan. We got people everywhere. Yeah. Bill Dodson says, I love the interview. Oh, he's talking about the interview last week with our uh, our friend from Berlin. Okay. I love the interview. Plan yeah. on heading to Berlin next spring. Need to know where need to know what stand up to see when I'm there. And kudos to Kaplan for resolving the the Inta affair. What a great story. Yes. Hero of the week, Michael J. Kaplan and Ikram. And, and Ikram Magdon Ismail for you bringing your uh, drinking together. And solving it over at like a glass. Who? What did Obama solve with a beer? He had a beer summit with somebody. <laughs> he had a beer summit. You guys just did that. I'm gonna bring the bottle of vodka back here and put it in the end studios. That's what I'm gonna do. Give See? it to them. So give, the vodka give, give it. The vodka take it away. Yeah, yeah, gave we, us we, a pod. We, we did Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio and beers. That's, that was our piece of summit. Oh really? That's that. Well, that's what we were drinking with Ents. That's well, that's referring. fantastic. But anyway, thank you, Bill. Thanks for listening. Thanks for that hate mail. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> should we get to our guest? And well, we should, yeah. Keep sending us positive hate mail, people. Oh, we yeah, we can use it. We, our egos need a boost. They really need a boost these days. In this current climate. In this climate. current climate. <laughs> could really use it. Pick me up. All right, let's get to our guest, Sean Finnerty. Bring him in. All right, we're back with our guest, Sean Finnerty. Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Good to have you. We okay. So we met a while ago, but la- I want to first start. Cap, I haven't told you this. Oh, we you. were in um, uh, Rhode Island last weekend. Yeah, Rhode Island Comedy Festival. If you want to see how an Irish comedian handles a heckler, it is <laughs> intense. <laughs> hey, are, Rhode Island hecklers are tough. I've heard. Uh, well, man. yeah. T- so what? So let's start. The host yeah. of the show. Okay. First of all, let's 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 start by saying Rhode Island Comedy Festival was amazing it was fantastic if there was one blip on the radar it was the host of this one particular show yeah it was like a 10 p.m show on a sunday night on uh what was the weekend like columbus or something yeah columbus weekend first of all i'm from california they my i told my dad i'm like hey there's it's columbus day weekend he's like what that still exists (laughs) i stopped celebrating that in like the 80s in california but i called it indigenous people's day weekend we caught no, yeah, yeah see, it is indigenous Caesar Chavez, yeah, whatever. They switched it to something else, so then we're yeah. there. So but anyway, it's a three day weekend. So Sunday night is the height of like everyone getting smashed. And this venue is bring your own booze. Oh, is it? Was it? Yeah, they could. Br- it's bring your own beer. That's why the crowd was just full of people with like coolers of fucking alcohol. Yes, 
so the host gets up, right? And apparently this is the one day a year that he drinks. He drinks one day a year and he chose this day. And he gets up. He's a, he's a lover of Columbus. It's like his religious holiday. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a mitzvah to get drunk on Columbus Day Eve. Go well, on. apparently he's a hater of hosting comedy shows well because this was a nightmare. He goes up and he just starts... Uh, he just starts opening the floor to chat to the audience who are already getting like well and drunk, you know. And at one point he has this like four minute over and back with a guy where he just lets some firefighter tell his craziest story. And the story was not even that crazy. It was just like, ah, and then the guy was naked. And everyone was like, four minutes for it was that? really long. This is oh, what he literally- so long. He says this at one point, hosting. He's supposed to do 10 minutes. He does right. 20 minutes. Oh. It's all bombing. But it's bombing because there's no jokes. Right. It's just that uh, he mm-hmm. literally and says the guy's that. naked. If it's a girl's naked, maybe the story's a little. Who's naked? <laughs> no, the guy. The the guy. Oh, in the audience. Not... No, no, no. The host yeah. is not naked. Yeah. he's just a big guy in jean shorts. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah. Uh, so no. he goes up and he's like, "All right, so I don't have any jokes. So uh, what? Like, I'm gonna let you guys tell stories." He literally says that, and the crowd goes around like a campfire. They're like, yeah. "Hey, we paid twenty bucks for this. Why are we the ones telling stories?" Yeah, yeah it's like the kids' comedy show where they send the kids up to tell a joke. It's exactly and, it, and that doesn't yeah. go very well either. But yeah, yeah, yeah. At least twenty minutes of that. This yeah, goes right. worse. <laughs> so Teddy, this festival. This is wasted Rhode Islanders, <laughs> wasted Rhode Islanders. telling stories. <laughs> so then, obviously, the ne- oh, and he's yeah, it's his one day of the year when he's drinking, so he's smash hammered out of his mind. A uh, huge, I would say, I don't know, four hundred pounds, uh, jean shorts, big shirt, and then he does 20 minutes of just talking and then he brings up a comic which isn't going to go well because the crowd thinks that the theme of the show now just is that we they're say, trained to want people to to like want to chime in and want you know what i mean yeah. they have they've been shown no boundaries right they're ready to tell their interrupting yeah. cow joke they're, they're doing their interrupting <laughs> cow so a couple comics go up it's impossible for them finally i think the second comic gets it i forget her name but she did a really good job mm. No, the first comic was, was the first. No, the first comic that uh, the the lady went up, and she like she basically had to host for herself. Yes, and so she- like her first few minutes obviously were slow because they just weren't ready for jokes. And then after like five minutes in, she started like really getting them and doing better. Yeah, I was the second. Oh, you guy. were second. I was second. So it seemed like when she finished, yeah, she it seemed like, like oh, we got a show now. Stay the show. Yeah, yeah we're we good. might we might have a show. But then. Uh-oh. 400 pounder comes back up Whoa. and does 10 more minutes. <laughs> he just starts. So he's now done 30 minutes. But out of yes. nonsense. Like he'll say a set, what seems like a setup for a joke. And then he'll just say another setup. And then he'll like, there's no, it doesn't make any sense. And then he'll just talk, throw it to the crowd again. And he's just eating up valuable time where comics could Is actually be. drinking his hand while he's doing this? Like, yes. Yeah. He's yeah. Beer the entire uh, bottle, time. Bottle Every other word is like, whole... this ain't my fault. I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd's like, it's okay. nonsense. But we right. still paid. Right, okay. Right. So then he brings you up. And I just immediately start yelling. <laughs> just go, so awesome. I just go, oh, this is great. I'm so glad to be performing in America. You know, comedy shows in Ireland don't make any sense. It's just like a bunch of people get up and tell jokes and then the yeah. audience laughs. It's fucking stupid, man. I like it here where some muppet in the crowd just goes on a four-minute tangent about a naked guy. That's comedy. <laughs> it's all the comedians yeah. are in the back are laughing, like hysterically. The audience is confused, yeah. but some of them are laughing because some of them also want the show to be a real show. Yeah. 
At but one they, point they do So it kind of clicks With all of them Because yeah. like they started Applauding then Yes And then I just like <laughs> But I was so angry Because it was like Ah oh, this is my one shoulder thing I don't even want to do it If it's going to be this shitty Right But so now they're They're on board And I start doing material And it starts going well But then there's this one guy Who just keeps fucking th- It was the firefighter, firefighter guy Yeah, yeah. Just keeps talking sure, Throughout yeah. everything And my jokes are hitting But I know they're not hitting As well as they could be Because I can just hear This fucking noise In the crowd So I fucking I address it I go I don't need you to chime in Every time I throw out A punchline I don't need your fucking help Is there an echo in here And for some reason As soon as I said that The place just went silent <laughs> Right And I go Did you think I just said Do you think echo Is a racial slur Or something I didn't know what where to go for, but then eventually, like I just got back into the joke. The rest of the set went well. I was happy with it, but it was definitely weird. So you want to know the rest of the story? Yeah, go for it. While you're on stage, I'm going up next. Oh boy! And I'm in the back. You know how they have that monitor where you can watch the show from yeah. the back? So I'm back there, and one of the comedians uh, who's not on that show, he's on some other show, but he's watching that monitor. He goes, "Hey, what's going on in there? It seems a little crazy." And I was like. Oh, yeah, the host is the worst fucking host I've ever seen in my life, which I stand to that. Literally yeah. the worst I've ever seen in my life. He was terrible. Worse than any open mic comedian who's been doing it for a week, because the difference is if you're an open mic comedian, you don't have confidence. Right. But, you, but you try. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're short. You're you try to tell jokes, yeah. and you keep it quick, and you're like, I'm out of here. Yeah. This guy was no jokes 20 minutes at a time. Dude. And so I'm in the back going, this is the worst host I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Sean's doing well. He's got the audience. He had to yell at him for a while, but he's doing fine. But hopefully this host just does nothing else. As I'm saying this, the host, the host is standing right behind me. <laughs> uh, and all the guys are like looking at me, like hands over there, like, ah, cut it, cut it, hands over the neck. Uh, I didn't get the sign. I turn around. The host is right there. Nice introducing you. Blacked out drunk. <laughs> yeah. And also big, like imposing. Right. Yeah. 400 pound dude. But all, you know, I want fat guys, but there's also muscle. There's got to be muscle because you got to hold up the weight. Right. So he's, he right. can kick my ass he for can, sure. He's totally. probably got sick quads. He can, <laughs> he can karate kick me in his jean he's shorts. Like uh, like and so he you. turns around. I turn around and he goes, Turner Sparks. <laughs> That's a great name. He's <laughs> <laughs> too drunk to have noticed what you said. No, he says it in the way that he's he was going to say that to me before he heard me talking shit. And he's so hammered. He doesn't know how to improvise. So he just says the same thing, but in, but in a meaner tone as yeah. opposed to a happy. Well, gonna, that's a great day. Yeah, he says it like that. And then I'm like, oh, no. And he walks away. And I'm like, did he hear me? And everyone's like, he definitely heard you. So you still have like two minutes left on your set. So I walk over to kind of backstage where he's supposed to go up on stage yeah. right before. And he comes up to me and he goes, that guy's doing pretty well, isn't he? And I was like, yeah, he's really killing. And he's like, well. I'm going to go up when he's done, tell the worst joke I know, <laughs> piss off the whole audience, and then bring you right up. <laughs> oh, didn't you say, wasn't there one other thing he said before that where he goes, you got any credit for me, so I just won't say it anyway? Yeah. <laughs> you got any what? He's like, <laughs> any credit to bring you up so I can just forget it? Oh, that's <laughs> that's, that's awesome. what he said. Yeah. You got any credit so I can immediately forget it? Oh, that's, mm. guess, that's his best joke of the night, I think. So he does it again. He goes up after Sean, excuse me. He does 10 more minutes of nothing. Oh, complete just eating up the clock. And also, so now he's done 40 minutes. Wow. And there's only been three comics on. And it's a 10 p.m. show. It's like 11.30 by the time I get up. He's And he's 10 more minutes. And it's also like pissing off. It's a really offensive. I think it's some uh, child molestation joke or something. And anyway, then some child molestation setup. Setup. (laughs) There was no no joke. Yeah. 
So then, so that was. So, so how did you do then? I did. So the first couple minutes were awful, and then and we. No, you did well. Did you talk to the fireman? I did not. You butter no. him up with little. I didn't talk to or... anybody. Yeah. I just did jokes and didn't slow down. Like I could hear people like trying to chirp, chirp in. Yeah. And just like fuck, I just steamroll. Yeah. No, you did great, man. You you handled that well because I thought I thought maybe if I just like seem like this is a serious enough issue that I can at least steady the ship for everyone you else. You did. And and the, eventually they got the hang of it and they started fucking listening. But they still, for the rest of the show, every so often, you just get a bet, but but someone would fucking just chime in from the audience. You know, the there was thing. no like he had done irreparable damage to the show. You know, but overall, the festival was fantastic, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I have to say, amazing <laughs> festival. I would love to do it again next year. Actually, was it recorded so I can hear this guy's set. I'd love to. I I'd got love to piece it all you together, know what? Edit yeah. it together to one. Long I'll show, show you. I think I do because I recorded my set, so I can show you <laughs> this guy later. But anyway. So you're from Ireland, obviously, as we're yes. talking. and But you started comedy here in Florida, is that right? Orlando, Florida, yeah. Look at that. The heartland of America. Were you yeah. working at Disney World? Like uh, I doing w- the Mickey... My wife worked Mickey at Disney Irish World. No, no, I couldn't get a job there. I was illegal. Oh. Yeah, what, yeah what, <laughs> how, did, how did you get here? Okay, so I finished college. When I finished college, I, I came to New York on a, J, a J-1, a student visa for the summer. And I lived in a house in Ridgewood, Queens, with fifteen other dudes. All Irish. All Irish. Yeah. It's like that movie Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> was there like a nun? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was a bar across boat, the street. Though. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there was a upst- there was an upstairs room, which was the only room in the house that had an air conditioning unit. So there was Ooh. eleven dudes in one room on air mattresses. Is that legal? I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably How much not. did you guys pay to live there? Uh, I paid like three hundred a month, but then I skipped out on the last month's rent. <laughs> really? Yeah. Were you friends with these guys, or you just like, just, like I was adding the Irish Times? I was friends with with two of them, and then there was another group of like twelve that were all friends or all knew each other, and then we just kind of joined forces. And who rented you all a house? <laughs> oh, this, this, this dream this, scenario: twelve this, Irish guys. Who's the landlord? <laughs> this this shady <laughs> Irish guy. The yeah, deposits, oh, really? Yeah, the yeah. Deposits yeah. a hundred thousand dollars. You know, we had Peter Wong on the podcast, who's uh, Chinese American. Well, uh, yeah, and, well, he's Chinese, I guess. And he said when he came illegally, and his parents, the Chinese people in his community were the ones that take advantage of the Chinese illegals. Yeah, because they threaten like if you don't work for me for almost nothing, right? You can't get. Uh, I'm going to turn you in or whatever. Well, I would say the Irish will sort you out. They'll get you jobs and stuff. This guy just wanted to rent out a house that wasn't up to code. And we were yeah, like, well, there yeah, you whatever. Can, they have a little easier time. And are they still getting jobs as like firemen? Are they still like, hey, you can be a fire? You can be a car- No, mostly construction, construction bartending. Yeah. Construction bartending are like working in a, a, a high rise building, like as, as a, a door guy or something, a doorman or something. And yeah. so you moved to Queen. Wait, no, you moved Woodside? Uh, I was in Ridgewood. I, I was in Ridgewood originally, yeah. And how long did you stay there? I was there for three months. Then I had to go back, actually, and sit a couple of repeat exams in college. Did you go to college when you were here? No, I went to college in, uh, in Ireland in a place called the University of Limerick. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Yeah, it exists. Program. UL, baby. Yeah. How, <laughs> how'd you get a visa, a student visa? So I got a, a graduate, or I got a J-1, first of all, which is like a summer student visa, which can oh. last up to five months. And then I went back, so I went back, sat the repeats, then I came back over on a three-month holiday visa. Now that's when things started getting interesting. <laughs> <laughs> because I came over here 
Uh, one of the girls, uh, there was a girl who lived in the house too. God love her. One girl? <laughs> two girls. 15 two girls. guys, two girls. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was, no, I think now that I think about it, I think it was 13 guys, two girls. It's like an yeah, Irish Was she Irish? Irish? Were the girls Irish? Too? Everyone was Irish. Yeah, they can, yeah. American girl would not. Well, so, so she had a good job, like, well, like a, I, I guess she had a job serving tables, but the money was pretty good and she was about to head back to Ireland. So she was like, if you want to come back over, I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll hire you, you know? So I went back, sat my piece, came straight back over on a 90-day holiday and started working in this uh, restaurant. They had an apartment above the bar, which they let me live in for free. Nice. In the financial district in Manhattan for three months. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, while I worked there, here's, here's a, a fun story. This is 2011, right? I... Um, Anything goes in 2011. Yeah, listen, it was a different time. <laughs> the day will make sense in a while, okay? It was 2011. I went out drinking one night. It was about, it was, must have been October or something. I go out drinking with a friend one night. We get hammered drunk. Because I was also allowed to drink at the bar for free. Mm. So, I, so I got hammered at the <laughs> bar. Room and board and booze. Yeah, I got hammered at the bar. I was actually close. Uh, I was working, got off my shift. Got hammered at the bar, and then me and a friend of mine were like, all right, let's go to this other bar. And uh, this is what he told me the next day. Apparently what I did, I go, that's a great idea, and I just ran off. <laughs> so I got locked out of the apartment. I didn't have my keys with me. I left them in the bar. Mm. I It gets a little hazy from there, but uh, I. long story short, I wake up the next morning, and I am not indoors, right? <laughs> and I just hear this, like, fucking drum <laughs> in the background <laughs> and I fucking guitars and shit and I'm looking apart. around and I see a bunch of tents and I'm just like what the fuck is going oh, on that's the Occupy Wall Street I think, yeah <laughs> I got drunk and woke up at the Occupy Wall Street room <laughs> 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 That's yeah, amazing. yeah they, gave, they gave me like a fucking uh, a little thing to sleep on and a fucking They're doing like a, your parents are seeing a news report and you're like yeah. and they're like oh they're you're an accidental protest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the I was the Hippie. first uh, uh homeless guy to show up there though. <laughs> before they started turning them away and and robbing. What was the original idea to move to America? Why? Uh I didn't have it wasn't really, you know what originally I just I wanted to check it out, come here on the J1. And I had an idea that I would, wouldn't live in Ireland forever, you know what I mean? But it was I just wanted to see it and see what it was like. And then as soon as I got here, I was like, yeah, this is this is fine. I can make What part work. of Ireland are you from? Uh, a place called Longford. It's right, right in the middle, like kind of a little bit higher up, but between Dublin and Galway. Okay. So like pretty how, big a, how big a town is small, it? Small. Small, small yeah. My, why wouldn't you want to live in Ireland forever? Why wouldn't someone want to do that? I don't know. I mean, I do... I really like Ireland. I mean, I loved living there. I loved growing up there. And I could see myself moving back there eventually. But at the time, uh, I don't know. I just wanted to see something else. You know, I felt like it was too small. Like, there's only four and a half million people. So it kind of felt like no matter where I'd move in Ireland, it would eventually feel familiar. You know what I mean? I wanted something to be You're bigger. always banging a cousin. No always banging a cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, and, you know, and there are some negatives too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's yeah. true. Like where I grew up, you're always you want to leave Northern California, wherever where you're from, you want to yeah. get out. And if you're, if there's only four million people, then it's almost like a state, right? Right. right? And even yeah. and then the biggest place to live, obviously Dublin, has like 1.1 million people. But I didn't like that city that much. Right. Dublin is actually one of my least favorite places in Ireland. It's like it's fine, but it like it's it's like because it's so big, it it loses the like. You know, homely small town feel of Ireland. But know? how big does it feel if it's 1.1 million? Does that feel pretty big? It's not even that. It's just it, it, so it's 
it it doesn't it's not that it feels big what what am i trying to say it's that it because it's bigger it just feels like a city it just feels like another european city it's not like it doesn't feel authentically irish. irish like everywhere else in ireland you know you ever been to ireland i've Ken? only been to dublin basically oh yeah. i haven't I been was with your brother oh really yeah we uh we 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 had a good time, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that sounds like so, you had a shit time. Well, <laughs> so, somebody might have roofied us. I don't know. Really? <laughs> I'm not sure the age is. Twenty two twenty two years, never been roofied there. Yeah. Okay. No, we just we drank a lot. Your brother like nearly died. Fantastic. I think he's banned from a hostel for the amount of <laughs> one That's oh, all right. Jesus. There's plenty. There's plenty more. So how'd you get to Florida? Wait. So how? So how did you? So basically, you worked illegally on a. On a visa, you were you had a tourist visa and you were working. I worked illegally on, uh, on yeah, on a tourist visa, and then I went back to Ireland for Christmas, and uh, I moved to London for like only like two months. I was living in London. Where I worked in a bar in London for two months, but I was only there. I was living with my sister while I was waiting for a uh, uh, one year visa for America, a graduate visa. So I get the one year visa around March. I move back over to New York. Uh, work in a bar there for nine months, make, I was 22, made the most money I've ever made in my life. Have not made that much money since. <laughs> have not had, my the highest my bank account ever was is at 22. And I am 13. Pete. I am 13 next year. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I have a couple good. questions. Yeah. First of all, when you work illegally at a bar, you, they just pay you in cash? Yes. Okay. Mm. Let's yeah. not use the name of the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to use TGI Fridays. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And then... I do. You keep getting these jobs at bars. Is it you just walk in? And you're like, I'm Irish. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Really? Huge yeah. advantage. Yeah. And yeah, so then, great. so then you go down to Florida. Yeah. So what happened was this is a, also an interesting part of the story. I was moving in with a. I moved in with a guy from Galway, also from Ireland, called uh, Brendan. He's one of my best friends now. And uh, after nine months of coming back and being in New York and working in the bars and stuff. We are just like, I don't know how much we like this anymore. Should we just, like, move somewhere? And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, I've been thinking of getting out myself. So we come up with this plan, and we, we buy a van, right? <laughs> okay. And uh, Brendan has to get his driver's license. So it's, like, right around Christmas time, Brendan fails the driving test. We've already planned. We're leaving. January 7th. You can't 7th. get a driver's license, right? Because you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't get one because I don't... Yeah, I don't have... I'm illegal at the, well I wasn't legal I was on it but I was on a visa I couldn't yeah, get a yeah, driver's yeah. license he was a citizen so he fails the driving test around Christmas but you so bought the van already we've already bought the van yeah. so we have to find this like makeshift we had to drive upstate four hours to a place called Bath New York which is the only place he could find another driving test before we're meant to leave <laughs> we also can't use See. the van because he doesn't have a license Great. so we had to find we found two friends of ours one of them had a car and we all went on this road trip to Bath, New York, so Brendan could get his driving license. That's like a fun thing to yeah. do when you're when you're in another country. Yeah. But if you're just a regular American, yeah, you're like, you're dude, really I'm not doing that. Yeah, crazy. yeah. You know? Yeah. How, you decide you're moving to Florida? Is that no? Oh, we no. didn't decide we were moving oh. to Florida. We just decided we were moving. Okay. So we map out this road trip that <laughs> is going to end in Florida, but we're like, well, we can always just start like heading back or go somewhere else or whatever. He gets the driver's license. We leave January 7th. We go on this road trip. So we spend like two nights in Philly. I have a friend there to crash with. We just get hammered for two nights there. We go to D.C. And uh, we stay with this couple from Georgia. Georgia, Eastern Europe, not Georgia, mm -hmm. America. 
Uh, and uh, I had met them. They were just people who showed up to my bar, one, a bar I was working at one time. And we just hit it off. And they're like, I was like, I'm going to be moving soon. They're like, you need a place to stay in D.C.? <laughs> I was like, you're odd. And we show up to their house, like, already, like, road stink on us. Like, already just, like, a couple of nights in Philly, been drinking like crazy, fucking Philly driving stink. the van. I know yeah, well. just Philly stink on us, you know? <laughs> Smell like cheesesteaks and shit. <laughs> and uh, we get to D.C., and we pull up in this, our van, it was this like 91 Dodge Ram conversion van. So it like had curtains on the windows. <laughs> These maroon Molester curtains. van. Molester yeah, van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had the like wood print around it. It was Molester yeah. magazine's car of the year. Yeah. The back seat would, would electronically flatten out into a bed. <laughs> <laughs> Doors locked. You had yeah. a free, yeah. free candy sign. Dude, real creepy stuff. <laughs> candy. There's a lot of little compartments in the seats for candy. Yeah. <laughs> And we pull up to these people's house, and they live in this place called Vienna, just outside of D.C., and their house is a fucking mansion, surrounded by mansions, and we show up in this fucking surrounded van. Just like, it was, it was, like in, yeah, he, he, he worked in like tech or something, I'm not sure, but they had fucking money to burn. And uh, yeah, we crash with them for four nights, carry on on the road trip, go to like uh, Richmond, Virginia, for some reason, we're like, that seems like a good stop. Mm. Well, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of drugs taken in Richmond. <laughs> Isn't that where the uh, the Trump guys were? The what? guys with the tiki torches? Oh, Charlottesville. That's Charlottesville. Oh, that's Charlottesville. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so in Richmond, we didn't even have a place to stay. We just went out to this bar and met a bunch of people. And this one girl, we hit it off with. She was like, "You can just stay at our house if you want." <laughs> this is great. So what, the, just, what kind of a life is this? This forces you to be, to yeah. be uh, sociable and hit on girls and whatever because you need a place to stay. It's yes. Like, just, like, this is survival. also the advantage of having an accent in oh America. You can yeah. never being American, a white guy with an accent in America. Well, you know what was very different. different. A white, yeah, a white guy without an accent. It's very hard to just walk in and find a girl to let you stay at their place. <laughs> yeah. Well, so she lived with a bunch of these like stoner dudes. They were just like the local chill people, I guess. Yeah. You find the local and, chill. Yeah. People. We go back to their house and. There's just like so much drugs, you know. What I mean, mostly weed, to be fair. But I hit the, I hit, so I hit some contraption that I've never hit before. It's just like some weird shaped pipe thing. And I'm like, I don't fuck, I don't know. And then like five minutes later, I'm like, all oh, right, I get it now. I am way too high. And I'm standing outside smoking a cigarette, just like I am so fucking high right now. He wakes up Jeez. in a Charlottesville rally with a. <laughs> You're like the Forrest Gump of passing out. Of famous moments. Passing out in famous <laughs> locations. They give you a tiki torch and they're like, let's go! <laughs> and that's the story of how I woke up at the Trump inauguration. <laughs> okay, let's get to Florida. Yeah, yes. Right. I want to ask you about Florida. I want You started comedy in Florida? Yeah. So Long just, story short, yeah. the van broke down in Florida and we stayed there. Oh, it broke down. Yeah, yeah it Orlando. broke down near Orlando. Near Orlando. We're like, nice. fuck it, this'll do. Uh, but yeah, so we broke down in Orlando and we're just like, yeah, this'll... We we fixed the van, but we didn't have any faith in it going long distances. Yeah. So we're just like, do you want to just look for jobs here? And then yeah, two days later, I got a job in an Irish bar. Really? <laughs> yeah. The one in Epcot Center, or like the no <laughs> one called Scruffy Murphy's. Epcot <laughs> Center wouldn't. wouldn't it does seem it. like yeah, a move that yeah. if you're Irish, there's not a lot of countries that if you like, there's just this specific place for you, no matter where you go in the world. Like there's, I was living in China. There's Irish bars there. Yeah, everywhere. You could have gotten a job at an Irish bar in China. Right, and yeah, as a customer, the, it feels more authentic if the... A hundred percent. Your point oh, yeah. Is your tip increases. I'm like, he People from Guinness. Ohio are happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a real Irish guy, like, oh, genuinely, because one of the bars I worked in was right beside a hotel, 
And uh, they'd come over and they'd be like, oh, wow, an actual Irish guy working <laughs> in an Irish bar. That's amazing. I'm like, yeah, drink here for the week because yeah. if you go to w- any other Irish bar, you're going to find the exact same thing. So <laughs> I want your tips. Come back here, Ohio. How, okay. did, how did you, because you, did you like drive around just illegally or you just like, how do you get, because you don't have a car, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how yeah. do you survive in Orlando without a car? Uh, it was like, fine. I started doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. And it, yeah. Uh, just randomly showed up to a, I, I got chatting to a guy, told like another Irish guy there. I was like, ah, I've always wanted to do stand up. Yeah, because the Irish, by the way, will find each other immediately, right. no yeah. matter where. Well, I, yeah. Uh, so I told, I mentioned to him that I wanted to try stand up at some point. And he's like, oh, my roommate does it. I'll introduce you. And then I just showed up to an open mic and I was fucking six years In Orlando, ago. Florida, the hotbed yeah. of comedy. Hotbed yeah. of comedy, baby. Kind of the seed. Yeah. So what kind of jokes are you doing in Orlando? What is the crowd like? I guess we'll start there. The crowds, the crowds are, Orlando's a cool city. It's like pretty liberal. It's like a fun, it's a fun town. You know, it's not, it's not all Disney. Disney was like 30 minutes away from the city. Yeah. So we, we were like even, yeah, we were nowhere near that, you know? So, but the comedy, the mics and stuff were fun. I met a lot of really, really cool people doing comedy there, like right out the gate. Some of them still live there, but most of them have moved away at this point. Most of them are in LA, actually. And a couple have been come to New York, and then you like start Atlanta and stuff like that. But yeah, you started like working the road in the South. Yeah, where'd you go? Mostly Florida at first. So I was based in Orlando, and the only places I'd been in Florida were Orlando, and Miami, and Key West, and I guess Fort Lauderdale too. So the only place I'd been had been these like yeah. fucking fun yeah, scenic. Miami's Here like we New go. York South. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just like party towns pretty liberal places, fun time, you know? And then when I started working the road, I started, I, I was like, because I, I thought that's what Florida was. I was like, <laughs> Florida's just like fucking sunshine and positive people and hey, we're all cool, you know? And then I started going to see, like really seeing Florida and I'm like, holy fuck, what is this place? I went, <laughs> I went to this town called Homosassa, Florida. Homosassa? Yeah. I don't know Shut why up. places with Native American names are always the most racist. Priorities <laughs> <laughs> in America. I don't understand that correlation, but it is a fact. And uh, Okeechobee. Man. So this place, yeah, exactly. Uh, this, this place in Homosassa, it was called uh, High Octane Saloon. <laughs> it, it was a biker bar slash tattoo parlor slash bonkers comedy club, wow. which still exists, by the way. It's like fusion. Yeah, kinda. it's like they bonkers that chain. They have some, they've gotten some good rooms over time. Some of the rooms have been okay, but for some reason, the good ones will die out, and the shitty rooms just never die. They just <laughs> won't go away. And this room, right? So they had the bar up front, but we we're in this like warehouse out the back. That's where they have the comedy. So the walls. Didn't weren't even went the whole way up. The walls were a bit like two thirds of the way. They had this fucking tin roof, right? And uh, just <laughs> one one giant circular fan, and then just like the stage had those like iron girders and shit, and there were like car parts all over the place. The place looked like like a fifteen year old kid's wet dream. You know what I mean? It's like a garage, basically. Yeah, like a giant garage with tables and seating and everything. Yeah. Uh, I did a gig there one time in July, hungover. And I was wearing like a lime green shirt and it was fucking forest green by the yeah. end. You know, like just sweating your balls off. And these people like redneck as fuck. Like they don't give a shit. You know what I mean? And can they understand you? They can understand me. And I think I get away with a little bit more with them because they're like, hey, he talks funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I can like go in a little bit. Like, you know what redneck crowds love? When I do an impression of them. 
That's <laughs> like if you want if I ever want to win over a redneck crowd, it's gonna have to all I have to do is start yelling, You're not from around here, boy. <laughs> and they're just like, Yeah, we do sound like that. And yeah. Yeah, it's so dumb. So I could survive at rooms like that. I, I would do okay. I think black crowds like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they love it. Really makes them feel at home. I don't know. Plenty more, yeah. And when were you yeah. held at gunpoint? Oh yeah. So uh Orlando. Nice. <laughs> Who hasn't been? Disney. The, the city I've been big enough. Um, yeah. So here's what happened. I uh, I was uh, probably like two two years into comedy there. And uh, my brother was visiting from San Francisco. And he had a gun. No, <laughs> no my brother was visiting. My younger brother was visiting. He, was, he just spent the summer in San Francisco, right? And he was visiting me before heading back to, to uh, Ireland. So... We go to do a comedy open mic. It's me and two really good friends of mine, Tom Feeney and Nick Pupo, and uh, my brother Brian. So the four of us are hanging out. We go to this open mic, which was a weekly Sunday open mic. And for some reason, without any advertisement, this one week that we showed up, uh, they were not holding a comedy open mic. They were hosting a rap battle night. Nice. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, spoiler alert. That's where the gun comes in. <laughs> but when we're outside, I, I did not jump to any conclusions. Right, I'm right. not racist, but right, yeah, no, it was Who sorry. Said I, the rappers were yeah, black people. Yeah, First it of was all, a white rapper. Yeah, Kaplan. Kaplan. <laughs> you are racist. Whoa, Whoa. easy, Tiger. Uh, Slow down. They were uh, Indian. Oh, all right. Indian rap battle. Yeah. <laughs> they were, it was the people uh, from Georgia. All right. So, so we, uh, so we're like, fuck it, let's just hang out and check out this whole rap. Do you have any? Thing. Why didn't you rap? <laughs> well, it was an or a pre-organized. You event. went to the University of Limerick. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there once was a boy from Longford. <laughs> so we, so we're like, yeah, fuck it. This is like my brother's seen Eight Mile. This could be an experience for him. Let's yeah. hang around. <laughs> you know, yeah, real American experience. Yeah. So we hang out with the rappers. This is actually like this is like a fun enough thing. You know, we're watching the the rap, the, all the, the the battles go down and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. We get chatting to the bartender who we know. And uh, he was like, you know, it's funny about these guys. Like, out of 60 guys here, like, maybe only two of them are packing. You know, he's like, <laughs> they are. I'm like, that's, I still don't like those numbers. <laughs> but so we're hanging out. We watch a bit. And then we go outside. We're, we're sitting in the, like, the, the smoking area out front. And uh, this guy comes out, one of the rappers, and he, like, smashes a bottle on the ground and just starts going, who did that? Who did that? As if to say, I didn't smash the bottle. And then my friend Nick chimes in and says, what are you talking about, man? It was clearly you. <laughs> right? Because uh, the bartender was right there. And the bartender just goes, yeah, don't, don't be smashing bottles. You know? And it's like, all right, okay. And then that's the end of it, right? <laughs> so we walk away to Nick's. Uh, we're, we go to leave. We walk away to Nick's Jeep. And uh, Nick hops in the front. My brother hops in the back. Tom and I go over to the ditch to take a piss. Hmm. Right. As we go to take a piss, as we're pissing, we look around and see that 12 guys have surrounded Nick's Jeep. And great job. Are you pissing now? I go, what the fuck is going on here? My brother's in the back. So I'm like, I, I can't just leave this situation. Uh, so I start walking over to the Jeep and I like make my way in between two of them and hop into the the back on the other side and uh guys just start like barraging me with punches but like i'm so i'm like 
lying on my back. They're not really connecting well. I'm like lying on my back with my feet up in the air, like kicking at them. Yeah. Kind of like a, a, the, the turtle fighting stance, I guess. Yeah. You know, my brother's on the other side. His door is shut. A guy tried to open it and he like slammed his arm on the door, slammed the guy's arm on the door. So his side is shut. So he's okay. I look in the front. Uh, I just hear a guy, how it all started was a guy goes to Nick, he's like, yo, you fucking snitch on me, you snitch on me. And I didn't know snitching went all the way down to littering, but apparently yeah. this <laughs> is the case. <laughs> Wait, with what? The he snitched, he snitched he told on... told the bartender who threw the bottle. He's like, what are you oh talking about? Gosh. What are you talking about? You threw the bottle. That was the whole thing. That's what started well, all that this. snitching was like, you kill someone, right. and then they'd the, tell the cops. Yeah, littering should not be covered <laughs> in, the, in the snitching act of whatever. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Revisit the laws of snitching. So that guy, I kind of told that in reverse order. That guy starts throwing punches at Nick. Then guys start punching at me. That's when I take the the lying on my back and kicking position, and blocking. And uh, so the guy is swinging at Nick. I can kind of see this as I'm blocking. I'm looking. I see the guy swinging at Nick. The guy pulls a gun on Nick. Nick's the, like the snitching guy. Yeah, the snitch guy. Okay. Is like, and Nick's like. Well, you got a fucking gun? And he leaps into like the, the front passenger side and starts kicking at the gun, right? Yeah. Next thing, I turn around. My brother is just holding his side shut, locks it, has it locked. A guy points a gun in at us through the window. Oh, my so Lord. There's two right? guns now. Yeah, so there's two guns now. So the two out of the 60. Two, two out two of 60, 60, baby. By the way, I'm also over on two out of 60. For that right. snitching... If you get shot with a gun, that's more than just stitches. Yeah. That's an entire yeah, that's, trip to the hospital. Yeah, you, yeah or death. Or death. You know? Yeah, but if you would have got shot and survived, this would be, change your whole career. Wait, so what happens? <laughs> so Nick, like, is kicking at the guy. He, like, kind of throws himself forward back into the front, uh, into the driver's seat, and just, like, wheels off. We hear at least two gunshots. No way. Yeah, as we're spinning off. I have a feeling because neither of them hit the fucking. They weren't even. They were like I think, warning shots. I think they were shooting in the air. Sure I don't think. I will never know, but I'm pretty sure they didn't shoot at us. But we heard like at least two gunshots. Who are these maniacs? Dude. They're ready to shoot you what because you told the bartender that he glittered? Yeah, and not even like went and told him. Just like, what are you talking about, man? We all saw you do it, you know? But, so we speed off. Yeah. My buddy Tom was just frozen. The other guy pissing. Yeah. And you're just, like, oh, we left one guy back there pissing? Dude, he just ran off, jumped the fence. But we didn't know that. Oh, so when we heard the gunshots, we were like, well, Tom's dead. <laughs> <laughs> they you shot left, Tom. You left him behind. They, <laughs> you left him they, there? They, they executed. Well, he, but he didn't come over to He's help. A slow pisser. I, I oh. will say, this was like the bra- the only moment in my life that I can be like, that was that was pretty either stupid or brave of you <laughs> to try to protect your brother. Sure. The back. That was like, I'm not, I don't consider myself a brave person at all. But that's one moment where I go, I don't know what you were thinking but you can be proud of that one sean you know? yeah what's well, so yeah, yeah. Go no god i was gonna, i was gonna say that they should have really instead of shooting you should have explained them they should just snitched on you guys for peeing in public in a bar, yeah in a right bar. we get a 25 dollar yeah, fine you don't law. get shit man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so did they, they didn't chase tom no we thought he was dead but no it turns out <laughs> it turns out he just froze and panicked and uh and then he just ran he off went back to he ran off and hopped the fence and then he was able to tell us the whole story from a different perspective. He was like, oh, all the guys are on the car. I go, what the fuck has happened? They were just like raining punches on me. And like, I was kind of, I was blocking pretty okay. I had like a little scratch, but that was it. Considering the amount of punches that were thrown, my legs blocked most of them and my arms blocked most of the rest. 
He was like, yeah, they were just like walking around the car and then a, a different guy had come in and just started swinging at you. I was like, did he, did he see Jesus. the shooter? Did he see the shooting? He saw, the, he saw the fucking... So we're yeah. aiming it, yeah. They were on the other side, but yeah. Tom was on the grassy knoll yeah. watching yeah, the thing So we just all met up at a bar like just down the street and they uh, gave us, they just started giving us free shots. We were yep. like, you know, you also should have, uh, learned a lesson, you should have the conversion van to the rap battle. I they wouldn't have messed with you guys if you had that conversion <laughs> van. Yeah, you could have them all over. Pulling out Uzis and shit. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. So the best part was they had a Facebook group for the event, and we found the guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's on really? Facebook, yeah. Mister Don't yeah. Snitch. Is on yeah. I think his name was like he RSVP to the event. Or whatever. I I don't want to. I, I I it was something Ortiz was his name. Oh uh, my god. Yeah. So we found him, and we we're like, shoot, Nick. I was like, Nick, it's up to you, man. Yeah, do you want to do something you about it? You want to you want to make this a real snitch? <laughs> yeah. He's like, man, I'm not gonna do that. Imagine the police ever come to this place. I hear gunshot. I mean. Dude, we just, I mean, it was know. like a nice part of town. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. So we just let it go. Do you ever think about that? Every once in a while, I think about that performing here in the U.S. with the what percentage of the people in the crowd have guns? Could have guns. Yeah. yeah. Well, in New York, it's zero. I'll tell you, at your comedy shows. But you think so? In New York City? Unless it's a cop or something. Nobody's yeah, nobody it. really carries in New York. I how, do you, how do you know no one carries? Because I wonder that on well, the most people too. don't have a permit to carry in New York City. We have the gun oh. trolls. Unless you're like celebrities and cops are the only people with gun permits, probably in the city in Manhattan. Is it hard to get a gun permit? Yeah, very hard. Oh, really? You have to be like a former cop or know someone or be a celebrity. Well, <laughs> or I also or be a celebrity cop. <laughs> I also perform. But a celebrity comedian? I don't know. Why does a celebrity get a gun? Because they, it's like know somebody. They can, you know. Right, right. They can, oh. Well, they can also say that they're under threats. You know, like you have to be able to show a threat, basically, in New York City. So oh, really? Why you'd have, yeah. Just show your, just show your Twitter account. And <laughs> yeah. like, There's no like shooting ranges around here. No. Oh, yeah. Because my uncle has like thirty something. In Pennsylvania guns. now, where I'm from, yeah, then you can a little different. Yeah, when I go play Texas. Oh yeah, then yeah, they're all packing. I'm even. I'm, I'm, I'm at a country <laughs> club in Texas. I still yeah. bet half the audience has a gun, just cause, right? People just have guns. Yeah, well, you should test them. You should it's like how you have a credit card. Why don't you snitch on? You one don't of hear them. a lot of stories about comedians getting shot on stage, though. No, but the way you perform, yeah, I tell the jokey jokes. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're yeah. I'm living, I'm living I mean, life, living life on the edge. You <laughs> you're heckling firemen, man. So. You don't take shit. <laughs> he stands up. He's the closer, yeah. Sean Finnity, the yeah, closer. You start off. So when you go back to Ireland, because now you started here, but you go back there perform. Yeah. Do you feel like are you like a foreign comedian over there? You feel like a, you're different. I feel like I'm foreign from the point of view of uh, I. Every time I go back, I feel like I'm trying to. Uh, strengthen my uh, uh you know connection with the community because i'm not a guy to see every so often so i have to I, every or very right. often so i have to like reconnect every time i go back the comedians yeah with the comedians and with the bookers and stuff but i think it's getting easier yeah Do you tour it all in like the uk or yeah well like, not just ireland uh but hopefully next year i'll be starting the uk too but you what about audiences do you feel like it's harder because when i first came back i started in china yeah, and then I was there for six years, and when I first came back here to perform, I had been coming back for vacations. And yeah, doing but your sets. perspective is 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 a, a white guy in China, so you're gonna veer towards that. Even yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I was living there for twelve years, and yeah. um, just my knowledge of local American culture needed time to catch up. Sure, yeah. You know? Twelve years it never catches time. up because then the podcast is in trouble. I know that's what this whole <laughs> podcast is about. Yeah, but um, no, it's it's a it's I, I'm starting. I mean, I'm not figuring it out now, but I'm figuring yeah, out how to tell my story in that way. Right. But do you feel like in Ireland is it a similar thing, or do you feel like you're like oh I know these crowds? Yeah. Are you like, more lost in Ireland people? or lost in America? 
Uh, oh, that's a great question. Uh, I'm starting to feel um, no, I'm still lost in America, but I'm starting. <laughs> I'm starting to feel a little lost. You know what it is in Ireland uh, is with respect to comedy is is like when I go back there, like certain the way I say things has changed since I moved to America or the way like I you know like I'll he's say, a fucking American yeah so it's almost <laughs> like this Minnesota. thing where they're like ah, this fucking Yankee coming over you know what I mean <laughs> oh 10 30 it's half 10 you bollocks you know, like, that's <laughs> you know? so you there's that and then there's also like it kind of makes me not when I when I'm writing and performing over here because I want to go back to Ireland it makes me not lean too heavily on the fact that I am an immigrant in That's America. That's good. That'll know? be good long term. Yeah, it's good long term because those jokes are easy starting out, you know, to talk about, well, in Ireland, we do this. In yeah. America, you do you this. Yeah. Car this way. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine at the start, but eventually you have to kind of. Yeah, that's what I used to do in China. I'll tell you something. Don't work. When you yeah. leave. Yeah, yeah. It's a real start over. Kills in China. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what they say, if it works in Shanghai. <laughs> I'll tell you something about hack Brother. comedy. Yeah. It only works for so long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cool, Enjoy man. Them, and you right? got a podcast? What's your podcast called? My podcast is called Smack Me Bitch Up. Yes. Smack Me Bitch it's Up. It's you and another Irish guy, right? Me and another Irish guy talking, talking about. about our trials and tribulations and everything else in New York City. And Yeah, no, Smack <laughs> Me Bitch Up is actually... So it's we got that people ask us, is this just about hitting women? And I'm like, nah, actually, no. It's that no. song, right? It's Smack oh, My yeah. Bitch Up is All a right. song by The Prodigy. Yes, and we're like, hey, let's take that song and make it Irish so we... Mm-hmm. Came up with smack me, bitch. And the prodigy haven't sued you from. And also, we just have a theory that that uh, that podcast titles with uh, with swear words in the name seem to do well. I think that's true. We should yeah. change ours. Lost in lost, fucking lost in America. Fuckers lost in America. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, Sean. Yeah. Do you want to stick around for the news? Sure. Oh wait, what else? Anything else you have to promote before we get to the news? Uh, anything else I have to promote? Gotta, oh no, when's this come out? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. How do people find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Finnerty, S-E-A-N-Y-F-I-N-N-E-R-T-Y. And uh, Facebook, Sean Finnerty. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, yeah, check my Twitter. I'm going to be posting my shows there this weekend. I'm going to be in Miami. You mean Miami this weekend? Yeah, two shows this weekend. Where Miami. are you playing? We got uh, listeners in Miami. Oh, you do got listeners yeah, in Yeah, Miami? I went to college there. Oh, cool. Huge okay. Miami. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I'm going to be in Miami this Saturday night performing at uh, Vidi Vici Social Club. Shout out. Where is it? Miami Beach? Do we know? What's the address? V-E-N-I-V-I-D-I-V-I-C-I Social Club. Uh, the address is 875 Northeast 79th Street, Miami, Florida. Oh, yeah. I know where that is. Is that a part of town you don't snitch in? That's a good part of town. Yeah, it's a good, no, that's that's a good, good part of town. Yeah, if anyone goes sex, we got listeners in Miami. If anyone goes, tell Sean. Tell Sean you heard it. Yeah, on the pod. dude, please tell me you heard about it at the pod. You'll hear more crazy stories about me waking <laughs> up at in hilarious locations. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's get to the news. Play the music. First news story of the week, Kaplan, comes to us from the New York Post. A Bronx charter school teacher recruited a student to help him score $4,000 worth of marijuana. 
And he beat the teen senseless when he found out that the kid pocketed the cash, police said on Friday. <laughs> this is great. So a cop wanted a student, I mean, a teacher wanted a student to buy him weed. The student was like, yeah, sure, I'll go buy it. Then he didn't buy it. And then the teacher beat him up. He I also hope- threatened to sexually assault the kid's mother. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny that that gets reported Uh, now in, like, the current climate of everything. Like... Yeah, it was probably, he probably just goes, ah, fuck your mother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's sexually assault. What threat yeah. in the history of threats has not included threatening to sexually assault a mother? Yeah. It's only like a current teenager who would report that. Yeah. Sexual assault. You want to sexually assault my mother because right. I stole $4,000. Can you imagine me a list yeah. of every threat ever levied against someone's mom and just filed sexual assault charges? Yeah, exactly. Right. Or every... We'd all go down. Slut <laughs> shaming my mom. He said, <laughs> "Who's like he every said, every like 1950s like comedian did yo mama jokes?" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fat shaming. <laughs> I don't know. I find this. I'm on uh, the teacher's side. I think that if you're gonna, if you're really a teacher, this is a, you're teaching him the rules of the streets. Yeah, (laughs) this is the ultimate lesson, right? If you don't reverse of that, like cliche of a teacher who gets the kids off the streets. No, yeah, (laughs) you you're preparing them for the streets. If you if you steal four grand from somebody, expect to get your ass beat, especially if they're bigger than you. Right. I mean, you would respect the kid as a teacher if you're teaching him life lessons. If he he pocketed like he's like upcharged you or didn't give you a lot of weed or maybe gave you shitty weed. But he just didn't but give him got, any. You can't not I, give him anything. I kind of, I feel a little bad for the student, right? I'm going to say why. Because I think <laughs> he found himself in a position where he's like, yeah, this guy's going to give me four grand. And he's he's my teacher. He has no outs here. Yeah. Once yeah. I get this money, there's there's nothing he can do. What's he going to do? Fuck, you know? Well, no, there was something he could do. Yeah, beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> yeah. well, that's why I feel bad. The kid thought he had it figured out. He's yeah. like, what's he going to do? He, he's got nothing on me. I got his money now. He'll get fired if people find out. He and probably then... literally, literally said to his friends, he's not going to kick my ass. Yeah. <laughs> but I find this. He's not going to call my mother a whore. <laughs> <laughs> he would never. Which is worse. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah, is worse. worse. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I don't understand is the $4,000. I haven't purchased Marijuana in many, many, many years. I don't know how much that seems that like buys. a lot of wa- marijuana. Yeah. Like that seems like a lot of weed. Four hundred a brick. Yeah, and like also yeah. on a teacher's salary. I mean, <laughs> oh, can I keep reading more about the teacher? Guy this? <laughs> yeah, more yeah. on the teacher. His name's Kevin Pope. He's forty-eight years old. Shout out, mm-hmm. old Popey. Hero of the week. We should have him on sometime soon. Yeah, uh, he also started schools with us. He also <laughs> stole the teen's iPhone and wallet. <laughs> what? And threatened to sexually assault his mother. Yeah. Well, the guy bought the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I probably bought the iPhone with the money he gave him. So exactly, yeah, yeah. this is my iPhone now. It's not stealing it's if you're reclaiming. just taking collateral. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like when uh, OJ stole his own trophies back. Like, yeah, exactly. This guy's the OJ of charging. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, if the guy was 28, new teacher, you'd be like, I, I don't know. You feel, He's 48 years old. Too old to be going around beating the shit out of kids. You're, yeah. As a high schooler, though, you should be shameful. Also, you I got your ass kicked by. There's no way this is this teacher's first time trying to make a break. He's not Walter White. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, that's it. I'm losing it. I'm I'm becoming a drug kingpin. Fuck it. (laughs) I think I'm back on the student side because how clueless is this teacher? If you walk through the East Village any time of night, you smell weed everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Does he really need to pay a kid four grand to go get weed? Can't he just go Maybe he's in a really bad area of the Bronx and doesn't and is scared. I I think we can all establish $4,000. That teacher is a dealer. 
obviously. Yeah, right? yeah you're right. He's not buying $4,000 worth of weed salary? for himself. Personal use. He's not like just stocking up for the winter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he was going to deal to all his friends, probably all the yeah. teachers. This is a big ring. This could bring down the charter school system. Uh, <laughs> more damage. Well, shout out to John V. Lindsay Wildcat Academy. That's yeah, a I'm Wildcat just, I was kind of rooting when I saw this headline that it was going to be the charter school that I didn't send, that my kid got into, but I didn't send him to. Oh, yeah. Because I'm looking, I'm rooting for them to, I'm rooting for reasons to be like, feel better about myself. Are you have a kid? I've, yeah, I have two, and I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old, and the six-year-old uh. got into a charter school, but I didn't want to be bothered with him getting up earlier. Right. Bus. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that, so, so uh, I'm, I'm, no. I'm rooting for negative stories to come out about them, if any of the teachers right. want to buy some Well, weed. well let's put our Americans on it. <laughs> yes, yeah. we will. If, uh, listeners, if you can find some. Find some dirt. Yeah. Last story of the week comes from the UK Telegraph. All right. Still not for you. This is insane. <laughs> Pizzas must shrink or lose their toppings under British government's anti-obesity plan. <laughs> First question of the week. They have pizza in England? Right. I was going to say the, the British, and I don't know how it is in Ireland, but they, the pizza there is that's an anti obesity plan in its own right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Pizza Express, is that a place? I went there and I was pizza like, Pizza Express. It was like, all yeah. you can eat pizza for lunch. And it was like, I ate nothing. I ate, think I just had a soda, went on my merry way. I remember I was in meatballs. A, yeah. I, I was in Eastern Europe one time and they put mayonnaise on pizza. That's another anti, although you probably like that. No, I like mayonnaise. ranch dressing on that pizza. That is, yeah, that's not mayonnaise. It's a California thing. Oh, uh, I've had a, a, a Tex-Mex pizza with ranch on it. It's oh, yeah? Yeah, you dip insane. the pizza in the ranch dressing. Oh, they add it on, on And then the you pizza. get a, a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's terrible. How's the pizza in Ireland? Pretty good, yeah. I mean, we have, like, Domino's and stuff. Oh, but then Domino. we also have, you know, we have the chain Pizza Hut, Domino's. But then we also have uh, pretty good places locally would have pretty good pizza. I've, there's a place in my hometown, the pizza was, I stand by it to this day, pretty Pretty excellent, and I've lived in New York for four years. They didn't do anything, or they put like an egg, like a hard boiled egg on it. No, like no, no. The weirdest they got it's all regular, exactly what you'd expect. We're actually closer to Italy, I'll have you know. So, ah! <laughs> yeah. the sliced pizza is the problem, I think, when you're in like Europe. I find like you can get the pie, gotcha. Yeah, like the, the pie, good, yeah, you can get a good slice. I, yeah, but Kevin, can, nowhere outside of New York has sliced pizza. That's true. I get, well, I, I can campuses. get on board. New York, New York City and college campuses all have good. I, I get on board with that rationale. Yeah. I think the pie, you get a good pie over there, but I, I don't really know much of slices. What do you guys think of a Chicago pizza? I think it's the worst. That's not pizza. But. It's just so bready. Yeah. <laughs> what it's like doing? a pie. I thought of it because you said pie. That's where it actually is. It's like a meat yeah. pie. Oh, you, have you ever heard of St. Louis pizza? No. Yeah, St. Louis pizza exists, and they're so proud of it. What is no, it? Oh, St. Like, Louis. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's like, it's like imagine a, a pizza but it's like a cracker. It's like on, on like a cracker and the toppings are just Lunchables. It's like Lunchables. <laughs> Sounds horrible. Yeah, they have this horrible processed cheese and this like lunch meat. Yeah, they love it. They go crazy for it. I'm telling you, Google St. Louis pizza after you leave here. I'll look that it up. That sounds like a way, because this says you got to be under 695 calories. I what? that's the way to do it, this anti-obesity measure. The anti-obesity, yeah, under the draft proposal, a standard pizza, this is in, in uh, uh, England, a standard pizza for one should contain no more than 928 calories, far less than many sold at takeaway restaurants and shops. So it says Domino's Pizza, for example, 1,212 uh, calories. Passion, whatever the hell that means, but yeah. Goodfellas Deep Pan Pepperoni Pizza. I guess that's a big chain. Uh, over 1,000. Everyone's over 1,000. Pizza Express, the American. There it is. There's my place. <laughs> the worst pizza ever. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't Did know. Are this? people fat in England? I thought that was a thing here. Yeah, we're working on it. We're trying no, to. No, you're definitely growing up in Ireland and England and, and seeing England and stuff. You know, I don't. 
I think obesity here is more the fat people are more fat. <laughs> <laughs> we do things big in America. We yeah, have thousand do. pounders. Yeah, we have plenty of fat people. But yeah, they're like it's yeah, like a, it's, a, nice, it's like, a character building. It's like, yeah, yeah, work on a, your shit, man. It's yeah. not like boy, what the fuck. There's a difference between like you can't get out of your house and just like having a gut. Right, 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 exactly. I think yeah, like yeah. around the world, people have guts. Like fat yeah. guys. I see a lot. Like, there was a really older guys, like in middle aged. There was a guy in my hometown who was like, a taxi driver. He was probably like four hundred pounds, and he was known as the fat guy. Yeah. How you was he at I mean? hosting a comedy show? <laughs> <laughs> How is Jenko short jeans? I don't know. He was uh, he was uh, pretty bad at driving a taxi. But though. that guy <laughs> wouldn't have been like that guy wouldn't have been known as the fat guy. Probably the guy in Rhode Island. He was just like a dude. Yeah, he was just like he just had you know he, he looked like. Fucking Hurley from Lost. That's what I was trying yeah. to think of. He yeah. did look exactly like that. Yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe his career's gone downhill or improved. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Sweet man. All right, Sean. Well, thank you for doing the podcast. That's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Kaplan, what should we do? I think it's time we get lost. Get lost. We were sailing away with a cargo of bricks for the Grand City Hall in New York. Was a wonderful craft. She was right for the
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.